Hello, and welcome to Two Drinking Buddies in Tokyo. I am your co-host, Kyle. And I'm Kayo. And we are here to take you on a tour of some of the best places for tipples in Tokyo, Japan. We're going to introduce places not on your typical Michelin star list, but places we like to go to and enjoy. And we think you'll love them too. So, kanpai! All right. Hello, Kyle. Hello, Kyle. Welcome and、uh, good evening. Good evening. What are we drinking today? Um, it's another convenience store. <laughs> Don't tell them. <clears throat> well, it's, it's another <laughs> fine bottle of sparkling wine with a blue label. A blue label and an animal on it. it starts with an、Shh. A. <laughs> starts with an A. It ends with an A.、Uh, it gives it, it away. It has three three syllables in it. If you can guess what the、uh, the name of this wi-、uh, sparkling wine is, we'll、uh, we'll send you a, a high five. It's cheap and it keeps us happy.、So. Indeed, and gets us through the、uh, the next thirty to forty minutes of this podcast. <laughs> so,、uh, what are we talking about today? Oh, before we start talking about our places, we want to introduce to everyone out there. I want to talk about a, a sign that I saw yesterday on my way back from work. Where were you? Where Where were you headed? <laughs> I was walking back home,、uh, and I live in Shinjuku. And there's this really nice gyoza or pork dumpling、mm. place.、Uh, and、uh, some of the servers have really good English, but for some reason there was a sign out front that said "English menu available." And then right after it said "You drink afternoon." <laughs> <laughs> and then you saw me standing next to the <laughs> sign. <laughs> But I said yes. Me drink afternoon. <laughs> I was very tempted to go inside and say me drink afternoon. <laughs> but、uh, I did. But you guys should、uh, try to check it out. I forget the name of the、uh, place, but I'll, Shinjuku. I'll put it, I'll put it on the blog. Restaurant. Yes. Yeah, that's the great thing about Japan. Is sometimes as as blessed as we are, native English speakers, you have a chance to go around and、uh, enjoy some of the you know creative ways of using.、Uh, The English language too. You drink afternoon. That's right. I mean, straight into the point, right? <laughs> Anybody who would read that and knows a little bit of English would be like, "Yes, yes, I do." Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs>、uh, oh, that's、dear. why we do this podcast. Indeed, indeed, we're happy to be here. So、uh, today we've got three new places that we'd love to uh, introduce you, uh, our listeners, to.、Um, so uh, the f- uh, what are the locations of these three?、Uh, Three bars. We've got Shinjuku, Shinjuku, Ebisu,、uh, and then、uh, Harajuku. Great. They're all close by walking、yeah. distance if you're energetic, but、uh, definitely taxi taxiable. Taxiable, and you can also get there on the、uh, on the train fairly easily. So,、uh, without further ado,、um, let's get started with our first. Uh, spot that we'd love to introduce you to, which is nearby the pork dumpling place.、Aha. Actually, so <laughs> you can actually do drink afternoon and then go <laughs> to this next place uh, called uh, Donzoko, or the English translation is the lower depths. The lower depths of my heart. <laughs> Uh, named after a、uh, novel by Russian writer that many of you may know, and unfortunately we haven't read、uh, by the、we、same name. We are not、name. cultured. <laughs> <laughs> by the same name,、uh, the lower depths,、uh, by Maxim Gorky. 
which is a play, and it was also adapted into a movie by Kurosawa Akira. That's right. So, uh, what is the, he did? The Seven Samurai, uh, Yojimbo, Rashomon, right?、Uh, and apparently, it's a it's a very dark、uh, play and story. I think the Japanese version is a, takes place in, of course, Edo, Japan, about、uh, a love triangle that is happening in dun, dun, dun. in a、uh, an old Japanese style house. Sounds pretty good. Um, th- <clears throat> this particular izakaya as well、uh, is—it's pretty old, I think. Actually, when you look at it, right? It's—it、uh, uh, it looks kind of—it、uh, actually looks kind of like a German cottage from the outside. <laughs> <laughs> it's got ivy growing on it, and it's got kind of these wooden panels and things.、Um, but it is quite old. It opened in、uh, 1951. Wow! So post post war Tokyo is、post、probably one of the earlier.、Uh, Izakayas. It builds itself as a Western-style izakaya at the time.、Mm. Yeah,、mm-hmm. and、uh, you get your famous people like Kurosawa Akira、uh, visiting Donzoko in the 1950s and 60s. I think. Uh, also, uh, if you are into Japanese literature, Yukio Mishima was also a frequent、uh, customer there as well. I studied.、Uh, I was a minor in Japanese studies in university,、mm. and I remember、uh, one of the art courses that I took was about sort of East Asian art, and it focused a lot on Japanese. And the professor talked a lot about Yukio Mishima and how he was such a famous and flamboyant and very sort of he was like politically conservative, wasn't he? He was really sort of he in- was politically conservative, but he was also. <laughs> A little bit great. Well, he was he was was he was gay or transgender. He was gay, yeah,、yes. yeah, right. And、uh, the whole story, right, in the end, is that he tried to like stage a coup against the was it the emperor, or the government, or、uh, something. And all I remember is like the story of him going and basically taking hostage either a diplomat or an official or somebody. Uh, and in the end, he ended up again committing seppuku. That's the sad thing. You're known for what you did at the very end,、yeah. and if even well, he had a message, and then he killed himself through harakiri. But it's unfortunate that you're remembered that way because he did leave a lot of excellent Amazing, literature、right? behind.、Yeah. So he was like the writing. I've never actually read any of his his books. Oh, it's excellent.、Yeah. But they're really quite they're, they're quite in depth. Yes, very, yeah, the plays are really good too.、Mm. Uh, Forbidden Colors is one of his famous ones.、Mm, okay. But、um, there's also I think each of the tables in Donzoko have a book as well, which explains the history of the place and some of the famous people that have been there. At least I think <laughs> <laughs> I remember there was a book there, but maybe I was a bit drunk too. Um, but yes, it's one of those places you go to. Maybe not the first place you go to. Maybe like the second place you go to, or the third to, place, or the third place. <laughs>、um, and Donzoko's.、Uh, let's see, it's located not too far from where you live, right? It's in. A, yeah, no,、uh, it's walking distance.、Uh, so the neighborhood is Shinjuku Sanchome, I think. Yeah, it's Shinjuku Sanchome. So it is very close to Nichome, which is actually the gay district. So、mm. that's probably why. Uh, Mishima Yukio frequented both places as well. I'm sure he was a regular in the Shinjuku Nijome Sanchome area. It's kind of it's got a really great vibe. The Sanchome Nijome areas, lots of little bars and restaurants, and、um, it just tends to be kind of lively. If you go into like Shinjuku proper, you go into Kabukicho. That's also very lively, but it has a slightly different atmosphere. I'd say that the red. It's kind of how do you describe it? Yeah. Kabukicho is a bit more like the "quote unquote" 
red light district, you might see like the Yakuza and stuff like that. You move over a little bit to the Nichome Sanchome, it tends to be a little bit sort of like eclectic. There's a variety of, you know, patronage and uh, I like it. Yeah, I people mean, just enjoying everyone, themselves. Everyone seems to like Golden Guy, which is also a place you should go to, I guess, as a tourist. Um, but it is very touristy. Golden Guy has really, really tiny shops, um, really squeezed in together, and you can only fit like five people in it. Um, but I, I like Sancho Me a little bit better than Golden Guy because it's a bit more, I don't know, it's a bit more regular regular people right, go yeah, right that's right <laughs> whereas golden guy you have to be like a known member or people need to know you to be accepted into one of the the shops so i like sancho man yeah i'd say that there's a lot of really again lots of really good sort of local local places to visit and of course very historical places like donzoko which we're talking about now and um you mentioned earlier about sort of the exterior and how it looks right it's definitely it's got like a lot of ivy, ivy. On, on the outside right it's sort of German style house or European style bar or pub? It's tucked away in a little kind of street. Uh, it's not one of the main streets, but it's kind of a really small street where I don't, I don't think any cars can pass through. So it's just for people and bicycles. Yeah. And when you go in, uh, it is kind of like stepping into my image was sort of like, you know, uh, Bilbo Baggins house, right? The, mm. the Hobbit. It's got like a kind yeah. of very low. Low ceilings. Very uh, low ceilings. And there are multiple floors. So you come in, there's like a staircase that will take you up to the, the other floors. And each floor, it's, it's, it's kind of very dark and has kind of a very sort of almost like a British style pub mm. feel to it. You know, some of those older places. Um, there are, in fact, floors that if you get taken up to you, for me, I cannot stand up straight because it's the ceilings are so low. So you kind of have to be really careful as you're. Yeah, if you're meeting somewhere there, someone there, it's going to be difficult to find them because there are all these kind of nooks where people are hiding and things. So. Yeah, it's a fun place to go. Definitely not a fun place to go if you're if you're if you've had way too many to drinks because you definitely if it were me, I'd be standing up and bumping my head every uh, other moment or steep staircase. We talked about that before. You got to be careful because otherwise you might uh, yeah end up uh, tumbling down. Yes, and if you go to the bathroom, it's very difficult to find your table on the way back. That's true. <laughs> Where exactly is the bathroom located? I don't know. I think it's on like the two and a half floor, <laughs> or maybe I think there's sev- there might be more than one, but there's definitely one on the two and a half. Floor. Two and a half. You kind of like is this. If we walked through uh, two different floors, and here it is. There's the restroom. Um, we're introducing this not because, not because of their bathroom, but because of <laughs> their menu and the types uh, of drinks. It's an izakaya. It's a Western-style izakaya that has a lot of history. Um, what is one of the things that they're probably the most famous for? So they have plenty of drinks um, and all your kind of standard kind of bar drinks probably like they have beer and whiskey and rum and all sorts of cocktails and things like that but what they're known for is something called donzoko cocktail or if you shorten it it's donkaku um and legend goes (laughs) (laughs) you don't know what it's made of and uh, you can't ask the owners or the the servers what's inside but we have good intel that it's made out of uh, lemon juice, gum syrup, and shochu. Ooh. I have a feeling there's some other secret ingredients inside, but it's um, a very like shady-looking bottle. Yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> a. 
It's like what they had used for, um, you know, really cheap whiskey. It has like almost like a plastic screw cap on it. And then they probably taken the label off and then it's like medicine. It. It's like that bottle that Mary Poppins holds yeah. and she goes, it's spoonful of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks really... Mary Poppins was a drunk. Uh, <laughs> she was a closet uh, alcoholic <laughs> from 12 in the afternoon. But it looks a bit uh, scary. Uh, and it's scary how quickly you can down a bottle of Donzoko cocktail oh, as well. Man. Yeah, there have been many nights where we've gone there and then the next day it was just like, goodness, that was that was a potent, potent drink. It's just so good. It is good. It, it's just so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's unique. It's probably one of the, f- yeah, you'll, re- you'll remember it for the first 15 minutes and then you'll forget it the next day, essentially, and you'll want to go back and re- try to remember it. Indeed. So uh, that is definitely like the, one of the key highlights. They've also got a variety of food. So, you know, again, being Japan, you don't just go to, you know, kick back drinks, although you can if you want to. Um, but their menu is, is, again, Western style izakaya. Quote, unquote, Western food. <laughs> <laughs> what does that actually yeah. entail? Uh, I think uh, one of the things that we've, what have we had there? Pizza. So the pizza is kind of like your frozen pizza that you get. Uh, in the U.S. and elsewhere. I'm not sure if it's frozen or not. It kind of looks like it's frozen, uh, but it's very cheesy and crusty. And, you know, after a few of those Donzako cocktails, you kind of want something crusty and cheesy. Yeah. They've also got uh, uh, one of my favorites, uh, Napolitan. 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 (laughs) (laughs) It's a uh, Western-style Japanese, Japanese-style Western... Pasta, spaghetti, 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 which is made out of uh, one of our favorite uh, tomato-based um, sauces or toppings, ketchup. <laughs> uh, and uh, usually it's got green peppers and onions and um, yeah, so basically a spaghetti and sausages. The sausages are... It's, it's basically it's, ketchup spaghetti. Ketchup spaghetti. It's like if a child were to make pasta spaghetti for his or her mother, um, a father, then basically they'd, you know, say put some pasta in the pan, squirt some ketchup on it, throw in a, a sausage or two, and uh, and boom, you're done. I know it sounds disgusting, but it's actually very good. It's good if it's done right, I'd mm. say. And if, mm. if it's not done right, it's mm, yeah, it tastes like ketchup spaghetti. It doesn't taste very good at home when you try to make yeah, it. Yeah, it's, really, it's actually really difficult to make, I think, to make right. you got to get the right balance of ketchup and olive oil and other ingredients. That's one thing about Japan. They're really into ketchup and mayonnaise. That's right. And, and of course, rightly so, they associate ketchup with Western food. <laughs> so they have ketchup rice as well. So if you want the rice version of Napolitan, you can find it as well. Mm, that's also, we can uh, do an introduction of that in one of our other episodes. Uh, rice but, and ketchup. <laughs> uh, so anyway, the Napolitan uh, at uh, Donzoku is actually very good. They do it well, um, along with some of their other things. We haven't tried uh, one item on their menu, which is sort of a feature, which is... Oh, I've this, had it before. Oh, you've had it, okay. The Hayashi-san rice? Yes. So, yes, they have a menu item called Hayashi-san no rice. So, Hayashi-san is the name of a person. Mr. Hayashi. <laughs> Mr. Hayashi. Uh, and so, this dish is called Mr. Hayashi's rice. 
I suppose Mr. Hayashi was someone who worked at Donzoku, but we have no one to confirm that information. I would guess that the number of Hayashi-sans in Japan is a high likelihood that it was probably somebody <laughs> named Mr. Hayashi. <laughs> but this is also their signature dish, and it's basically a stir-fried beef and cabbage with their signature sauce. Hmm. I'm sensing like a little bit of a, I don't know, a Russian, because I'm looking at their menu and they've also got piroshkis, oh. which is a Russian style donut mm. that has like, a, you know, meat and cheese in it. So there's some kind of Russian theme mm. going here with the cabbage mm-hmm. and uh, the <laughs> beef. And it also says that you can just get the Hayashi-san nomi, right? Just without the rice. Without the rice. So if you don't want rice, you can just get the beef and the cabbage. Um, it's smoking. Probably, I think uh, almost every floor. I don't think they have a non-smoking floor. I don't there. think they have non-smoking. No. Yeah, uh, English level, probably low. But I think they have an English menu. Yes, yeah, I think so as well. Um, Any place in that neighborhood, the Shinjuku Sanchome neighborhood, should have English menus because there's a lot of tourists and travelers in that area. Mm, yep, and uh, probably likely cash only. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. More and more places in Japan these days, especially with the increase of tourists, are uh, opting for some kind of electronic money or credit card. Mm. So, mm-hmm. say give it a try. Yeah. So, uh, that's Stone Zoko. Steeped in history. Steeped in history. And um, cigarette smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Next uh, up, uh, we're moving from... Uh, Don Zoko was in Shinjuku Sanchomi, and now we're moving to Ebis. Ebis, a uh, place called... One of my favorites, actually, Yamamoto Shoten. So again, Yamamoto is the name of a person, assume, presumably the owner. Uh, Shoten is your essentially uh, shop or yeah, uh, basically place that you can buy something, a shop. <laughs> <laughs> but this place sells wine, so it's a wine shop. Um, and you basically, uh, you can go there and they have racks of, it's basically a liquor shop. So they've got racks of different types of wine, beer, um, I think they have some hard alcohol and liquor, but really their big draw is wine. So if you're a wine connoisseur, you love wine, this is a great place to go because they have a, a, just a great variety of European wines, uh, New World wines, California wines, everything from, you know, Japanese wines. Japanese wines, they, I think they do have a few. Mm. Um, and it's basically all uh, almost, I think, the price that you would pay if you were to buy it at the liquor shop. And the best part is you can drink there as well. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like going to your favorite wine shop for me in, in the States. That would be like Bottle King. <laughs> yeah, Bottle King. I was thinking BevMo. <laughs> I don't know. I'm from the East Coast. I don't know. BevMo must be a, like a West Coast thing. But going to the Bottle King and just choosing your favorite bottle and taking it up to the counter and then like drinking it right there. Oh, did they allow you to drink it? inside? No. Oh. <laughs> That's the great thing about the, uh, this shop. So, and a lot of standing exactly. standing liquor shops where they have like a counter or they've got some small tables set up, you can go and uh, and enjoy the wine that you just purchased. Um, so uh, it's basically kind of a standing room. It's in the basement. So as you're walking along uh, the road, you'll see down there's like a kind of a spiral staircase that leads down into the basement, and that's where the wine shop is. It has uh, an outdoor sort of patio um, with tables set up where you can stand and uh, have your, your wine or whatever it is that you bought. But they also have a, um, a very small counter on the inside <laughs> where there are maybe four or five seats that you can sit and enjoy if you I've want I've never well. sat there before. Yeah, it's kind of behind. It's weird because like I think there's a television and mm. they, it has this weird, like, so when you walk in, there's this kind of 
half oval、um, counter mm, 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 where the register is、yeah. and that sort of thing. On the left side is where the actual seats are located, and on the right is where you would pay and check out. But for some reason, like the counter has this really weird moving wall、uh, that's <laughs> somehow attached to the counter. Yeah, which is why you would never notice the seats. So it,、oh. like, it somehow very carefully、um, hides the seats. So unless you're kind of coming at the right angle at the、that's、right time,、why. you'd be able to see the seats.、Oh. So and then you can like move the counter wall if you want to to kind of get a little bit more privacy. <laughs> It's very <laughs> bizarre. <laughs>、um, So anyway, yes,、uh, they've got a great place for you either if you wanted to sit or you can stand.、Um, and the other great thing about this, along with most standing、uh, drinking bars in Tokyo、uh, that are liquor shops, is that you can buy snacks and food、mm. and drinks、uh, there as well. So the snacks are fun. Well, but I like this place because most、uh, places you can buy snacks like chips and like、uh, rice crackers and. Tins and things like this, but this place I like because they will actually microwave it. <laughs> so they have this huge like freezer full of frozen food. Yeah, I know it sounds terrible, but frozen Japanese food is actually quite good. It's really good. <laughs> It's really good, especially after you've been drinking all night. <laughs> so you just pick out your frozen dish from the freezer and take it to the counter, pay for it, and then they will microwave it. And they put、you. it on a plate for you as well. It's、uh, excellent. Yeah, it's like you've just gone to a restaurant. Like、Gourmet. the lasagna is really good. <laughs> <laughs> They also have. I'm a I'm a fan of the popcorn. Like they,、oh, they yeah, have like just like bags of those microwavable popcorns. And again, you you pay for it. It's like the cost that you yeah, expect. Yeah, it's like a dollar, a dollar or something、sure. like that, right?、Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then they've got canned food as well. And you can have the cans. They'll open the cans and bring them out. We were looking at the um uh, the uh, the menu. There's there's some unwritten rules to visiting the Yamamoto Shoten. It's it's I think it's probably maybe a family run place or I don't know. There's something about it that's it definitely kind of got like a bit of a, a family vibe to it.、Um, so they have some rules that are posted out on the、uh, um, the outside of the shop when you go in. So if you wanted to go and actually have drinks at the restaurant, you have to go after 4 p.m. Uh, and I think they're open till about eleven or eleven thirty,、um, so you couldn't go, you know, and have your afternoon drink if you wanted to.、Um, but the rules are, for example, you, you basically when you find the wine and the, the foods that you want to、uh, to snack on, you go and up to the register. You have to pay first.、Um, everything in the store, I think, you can purchase and and enjoy. The one thing that's kind of weird is that they said that they would prefer you not to drink canned beers or you know bottled beer or, or canned chew highs, which Wow, maybe because it's super cheap. I guess so. They don't want somebody just to come and you know pay、drink、like a dollar、beer. and just drink beer all day.、Um, <laughs> I imagine if you were to buy it along with like a couple of wines and things like that, yeah, they'd, they'd yeah. Be okay if you have、it. a bottle of wine as well、yeah. as the beer, it's probably fine. They also will give you glasses and and a wine cooler if you got your sparkling <laughs> or, or white wine. Take your best date there, your wine cooler and sparkling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they don't provide、uh, ice or water, so you have to buy that, which they also store there. So this is actually like if if the end of the world if the end of the world were to happen <laughs> and you needed a place to hide out,、uh, this is probably me not. Oh, it's a great to, place to, to hide out. Look、yeah. at all that wine. <laughs> we're just looking at pictures. Yeah, it's a it's really a lot of fun.、Um, so I actually have a story about this place. I went here once.、Uh, With a friend of mine,、uh, who you know, uh, Ooh, yes. and uh, you know he's he's a great guy, likes to drink,、um, and but he has a little bit of like a back problem. So when we went in, I was thinking, oh, you know, it's standing only. Maybe it should be better if we sat down. And so 
we came into the How main. How old is this friend? <laughs> he's not that old. <laughs> uh, you know, he's just got some, some back issues. That's all. Right, uh, right. So we went in, and um, uh, you know, naturally they've got those seats on the inside. So I thought, oh, okay, great. We can sit down. We can enjoy a glass of wine. We can catch up. That sort naturally. of thing. And uh, you know, there were some people there. Kind of, uh, there were a couple of open seats, and I thought, oh, this is going to be a lot of fun. And uh, you know, after moving the movable wall. I went in and we tried to sat down and then um, the, I think she might have been the owner. There's basically two people who run this shop. It's, uh, it might be a husband and wife or a brother and sister team. Uh, but the woman anyway, she sort of looked over and said, oh, you can't sit here. I was, we were sort of like, well, the seats are open. She's like, no, you can't sit here. And she made us go outside onto the, uh, the balcony where, what? yeah. And we were kind of a little bit bummed out about that. We were also bummed out because my friend doesn't like you know, smoking and, Unfortunately, if you go to the outside standing area, it is smoking only. So anyway, we had a quick drink and then we decided to leave. But as we were leaving, uh, one of the people who happened to be sitting in that uh, seating area uh, was out on the uh, stairs having a smoke. And she, she kind of looked at us and whispered, you have to be her friend if you want to sit <laughs> at the seats. <laughs> and we're like, hmm. That was, uh, yeah. What, what's uh, yes. it going to take to be your friend, I think? Yes, that happens in Japan sometimes. Like in Golden Guy, too. Yeah, you it's have unwritten to be, rules. Yeah, unwritten rules. You need to know the owner sometimes to get good treatment. But don't worry, that shouldn't scare you. It's yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's still a nice place. And it's I would say that if, if the two people are there, the, the man and the woman, the man tends to be a little bit, although he's kind of, you know, shy, he tends to be a bit more polite, I find. So anyway, it's a it's great, great shop. Go there, buy the wine, enjoy, have a good time, and uh, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, we really like it. Also, the uh, we, the bathroom is kind of like hidden behind. This is where I think it's like a family-run place because it's if you go behind the, you know, there's a doorway into the uh, the back that leads you to the where the restroom we is. We talk about bathrooms a lot. We do, but podcast. I feel like that's such a really important part <laughs> of drinking We always anywhere, look for right? where the bathroom is before we start <laughs> drinking, so we know where it is in case we need to rush off. It also tends to be a little bit of a mystery, like you or a lottery. Sometimes you, I mean, you just don't know what you're going to get, right? Sometimes they're really fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it can look really nice, and then the toilet's really dingy, right. or like it looks like a dingy place, but the toilet has like you know shower toilet, like <laughs> you know all automated. Flashing lights, jazz music. <laughs> you know those Japanese toilets can be crazy sometimes. Yeah, this one I'd say it's okay, but it's kind of like a house. Like if you were to go into the back of a house, basically there's like you know the regular. Uh, Does it have like doilies in? Yeah, kind of. It's weird. Like, and then the towel is not like a paper towel or a hand dryer. It's like somebody's you know kitchen towel that they've just placed there. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but again, that shouldn't scare you away from. This is definitely yeah, yeah, it's, as I said, it's one of my favorite uh, wine shops. Because there visit. aren't that many wine shops where you can just kind of buy it off the shelf and drink it there. There are many places where you can do it with just normal liquor like beer and shochu and sake, uh, but not many places where they have a really good selection of wine. And again, yeah, it's the really good selection of wine. I think I found some California wines there that I just like. Wow, this is really good, and you know, reasonable price considering it's Japan. Mm. Um, mentioned about smoking, so smoke non-smoking is inside so if you manage to score the seats good for you uh otherwise if you're out on the balcony or not balcony the the outdoor patio uh smoking <laughs> and uh i think it's cash but again patio sounds nice but it's just it's like the hallway <laughs> just to make i don't want anyone to go there and be like where's the patio <laughs> 
<laughs> it's just like right outside the, the bottom of the, sta- the stairwell. Yeah. yeah. So don't don't imagine it's like super pretty or anything. Uh, and English level, I'd say probably the staff don't really speak English, but again, it's a wine shop, so you just go and find what you want. And uh, yeah, you don't really need me. Pay for it. Yeah. So that's Yamamoto Show Ten in Ebis. Uh, I think I need a, a filler up here. Ebis. So our next place is um, actually in Harajuku. So a lot of you might Harajuku. Yeah, have probably heard of Harajuku from the Gwen Stefani song. Was it the Harajuku Girls? <laughs> Harajuku Girls, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's also a popular uh, tourist spot and place to go, and it is it is pretty interesting to see. Uh, it used to be like back in the day that people would go there and do cos. Cosplay. cosplay, like the There's dress still up. some cosplay people in right. Harajuku. I feel like I see it less and less, but uh, I haven't, to be honest, I haven't been recently. I was surprised when I went to Harajuku because they have these like tiny little clothing shops. And I guess mm. there are a lot of places where you can get your cosplay stuff uh, in Harajuku. But they also have these like little boutiques and stuff. Mm. Uh, and Harajuku has a lot of used clothing. So if you're into used clothing, uh, Harajuku is a good place to go. But like some of these places are like in apartment buildings and stuff. So you go to the third floor and they have a used clothing shop um, and they like pair like Levi's and they like cut them off in really weird ways and like add a weird shirt with some kind of like uh, Exxon logo or whatever on it. And it's like $300. <laughs> I'm like, I could make this for like three bucks, but they sell it for 300 like. I don't know how how they price some of these things, but it's don't you don't you do don't you make some of your own own dresses I and clothing? Do, yeah, I think you like should open a shop in Harajuku. <laughs> crazy, but um, yeah, it's very interesting to go and, and look at. You might not want to pay three hundred bucks for like a pair of Levi's and an Exxon shirt, but <laughs> <laughs> is it, would you say it's that Harajuku fun. is like the fashion? center of it's the Tokyo? fashion capital yeah. so all your would-be models and things right. if you want to be a model in japan you just kind of strut your stuff in harajuku and hope that someone notices you did you know that they're um renovating the jr train ah, station yeah, yeah. as well they're renovating the jr train station right now uh, is it going to be done for the Olympics? yeah i think it's going to be done in the next couple of months actually um but yeah it kind of had this old sort of uh Traditional train station feel. It was really That's small. Like in Germany looking. Yeah, again, German. <laughs> I don't know. It's a German theme going. But it was the 1920s, so maybe they were sort of modeling themselves after uh, fascist Germany. Anyway, uh, so the place that we're going to introduce is a craft beer, uh, craft beer brewery, brew pub, restaurant, bar. Um, but actually, this is one of the probably the more famous Japanese um craft breweries and it is called Baird, uh, Baird Beer. Some of you may have heard of it or uh, if you've been to Japan, you've probably definitely seen it or maybe even had some of their beers. Um, but they are probably one of the f- one of the earlier craft beer um, restaurants or bre- breweries in, uh, in Japan, I'd say. Yeah, they've been around for a while uh, and we were looking at the history online. 
Uh, and they looks like they started studying beer making in 1997 oh. when they went to the Pacific Northwest to kind of learn about brewing. It's like a husband and wife team, wasn't it? Yeah, it's it's a nice story. And then uh, they brought their techniques back to Shizuoka, which is uh, the prefecture next to um, Tokyo, famous for their seafood and things. Mount Fuji. In Mount Fuji, NT. NT, yeah. Um, and they opened their first brewery in the Numazu Fish Market. <laughs> ah, what a great place. I mean, you think about in it, like, the fish you, know, market. you got the tourists, but you've also got like the people who work at the fish market. They're like, hey, you know, finish your job and hard day's working, go have a beer. Exactly. So it started off as the, the smallest licensed brewery in Japan ah. uh, in 2001. And now it has all these tap rooms. Uh, and so Kyle and I were, were talking, we've only been to, the Harajuku one, uh, and I've been to the Basamichi Bashamichi one in Yokohama, uh, and you've been to the one in Nakameguro. Yeah, I think they've got probably maybe about 10, 10 or 12 different uh, tap rooms, um, and of course, distribution all over Japan. Uh, and uh, for those of you who are West Coast uh, craft beer fans, uh, I spent some time in San Diego and uh, Stone brewery was one of uh, my favorite uh, go-tos they actually did a tie-up with uh, stone brewery uh i don't know a few years ago and they did like a green tea ipa which was really good i didn't get to try that yeah, but it i don't sounds think it was really... limited limited time only unfortunately you said it was like 10 percent. yeah it was like a double ipa <laughs> i think stone only does stuff that's over six or seven percent um but yeah anyway so they oh, i think they've got locations outside of the tokyo area as well Yep, they do. They have some in the ski resort in Nagano. There's also a branch in L.A. So if Culver you City. are near yeah, Culver City, they have a branch there. Mm, but uh, definitely worth coming all the way to Tokyo <laughs> and going to Harajuku because uh, this one is like, it's actually, it's, it's kind of nice because Harajuku can be a little bit overwhelming. You go there, it's like just oh, crowds and crowds and crowds of people. There's a mix of tourists and young people and everybody looks so fashionable. Uh, but if you kind of go down the main street, I think it's Takeshitadori, and there's, there's like yeah. a, a side road that you turn left on, and it kind of winds back, and it's it's off the beaten path a little bit, so it's quiet, and it's a little bit more relaxed, and um, it's up on the second floor of uh, this small building. Yeah, it's very peaceful compared to the rest of Harajuku. So, uh, of course, when you go there, what kind of beer do they have got? Uh, I'd say that probably they've, they're, they're most famous ones are things like their, what, their Rising Sun Pale Ale? Uh, yeah, the Rising Sun Pale Ale. I also like their IPAs because I'm an IPA person. So they have Teikoku IPA as well as Surugabe Imperial IPA. So these are all their own uh, craft beers that they have around year-round. Uh, so definitely they have different types. They have stouts, porters, depending on what you like to drink. Um, there should be something for everyone there. And they have lagers as well if you like your simple beer. Yeah, I love their um, their designs as well. They've, they've probably <laughs> hired some one of their friends or local artists. They've kind of got this really sort of, it's almost like the traditional Japanese ukiyo-e. It also looks like stained glass. Yeah. And um, anyway, it's kind of got nice. It's got the different themes on it and everything. Um Seasonal beers as well. Um, yeah, it's just generally a nice place to visit. Um, in terms of food, though, I think this, uh, each, each location is slightly different, isn't it? 
Yeah, the Harajuku one doesn't have that much food, so don't go there if you're on a completely empty stomach unless you want to get really drunk, which is okay. <laughs> <laughs> But、um, the one in Yokohama that I went to had really good food, which had like sausages and like chicken and stuff like、mm. that. But it really depends on, on the branch you go to, the tap room that you go to, I think. Yeah, I think the one in Nakameguro specializes more on sort of pizzas as well. So if you're feeling in the mood for pizzas, that's a good one to check out.、Um, mm. So each place is slightly different, but、uh, for some reason, the Harajuku one is it's very central, easy to get to. It's, it's close to the yeah, station. Yeah, we like the Harajuku one.、Uh, the Harajuku one also has this beer ticket. I don't know if they still do it, so you might want to check it out.、Uh, but it has like if you. You order, you get a ticket for 10 beers and you only have to pay for like eight or nine. Right. And it's, there's some weird rule to it as well. Like you have to use it only in one sitting or something, I think. Something like that. Think. Like、yeah. that. So if you go with like five people or something, yeah, it, tends to work it, it sometimes works out to get the beer ticket.、Um, as most craft beer places in Japan, it's English is yeah, really easy to get by with.、Uh, they tend to be non smoking. I don't know if they're like. Pet friendly. I've seen a few places that、really? are pet that are friendly. With but, yeah. pets? Yeah, I don't, I, probably not. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's on the second floor and there's no outdoor seating. You can cosplay as a pet. <laughs> there, there probably are people coming in、uh, dog costumes or bear costumes or cats, a lot of cats.、Uh, yeah. But yeah, if you're in Harajuku, which you probably will be, either to enjoy the, the Harajuku、uh, cosplay scene or for the Meiji Shrine as well, which is right nearby. You'll definitely make a stop. So, do go to Baird Brewery as well. And、um, if, if you ever make a trip outside of Tokyo、yeah. uh, and you get out to Shizuoka,、uh, I think they're located in, is it Izu?、Uh, yeah, in Izu, which has really nice hot springs and onsen. Yeah, and、uh, I think they do some beer tours, brewery tours. So, you can go and see their,、um, yeah, their brewing areas, their facilities,、uh, maybe get a And I think they have a tap room on, on site as well. So, yeah, it's,、uh, I'd say Bayard is definitely a very classic sort of Tokyo, Japan craft beer. Thank you for listening. Remember to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and visit our website at twodrinkingbuddies.com. We'd also really appreciate it if you would leave us、uh, your feedback or a review on this podcast. So, until next time. Matane! Matane. Keep drinking! Keep drinking.